Tell you what, man, the the AI apocalypse is going to be real, but it's not going to happen the way we think it is. It's not going to be because they're so smart. It's that they're going to infuriate us into a point of we're just going to like lose our crap and just like mentally drive off the bridge and they'll Possibly. just be they'll be the only ones left. So that, that could be it. I can also see it um, based on the way I've seen text messages come through after like the speak to type. Um, there's going to be some crossed signals somewhere. <laughs> The computer's going to be so sure it knows what we were saying. We'll just play us like puppets. Be like, I'm just going to change this word. And then they'll hate each other forever. Uh, Dastardly computer. So much more terrifying than a Terminator, if I'm honest. (laughs) Emotional threats are far more impactful on me. I wasn't ready for the Terminator reference. Really? Oh, the AI I was gonna say going like, I know. I don't know why I should have. I feel like I, I should have. Like Facebook is Skynet or something now. Like yeah, I can yeah, see yeah. that. I could see Meta-net, that. Yeah. The MetaNet. <laughs> oh man. Anyway. All right. Let's hit an intro. Welcome to the podcast, Blue Collar Scholars. Not long ago, a group of brilliant minds met together at a pub to discuss their unfinished works. They recognize the value of coming together around delicious beverages and having meaningful conversations. That group was known as the Inklings. The Inkledoo podcast here, we're working to be the second iteration of that group. So pour yourself a craft beverage, pull up a chair, and join the conversation. Hey, man. You had anything good recently? You know what? I'm going to go ahead and peel back the curtain a little bit for our listeners. Okay, it's yeah. two days since the last time we talked. I wasn't sure if you were going to be like, like reach way back in the bank and be like, oh, yeah, here's this one I never talked about before. But no, you know what? No, it's kind of one of those fair. things. If there's something that I have drank a long way back that I haven't mentioned, it's probably because it was rather forgettable and has like totally mm. slipped my mind. Mm. It's um, fair. Yeah, no, I honestly have not had... Uh, Really, I, I haven't been drinking as much beer lately in general. And so it's kind of one of those things I don't have a whole lot stored up to pull from. Mm-hmm. I kind of do that. Too. I kind of go in phases, too, to where like I'm really into it. And then I'm like, eh, you know what? I'm going to take a little bit of a break. Like I'm kind of I'm just I'm good for a little while and try something different and, you know, go around it and I'll come yeah. back around to it. But there there's definitely seasons where I'm like, eh, I'm good for a little bit. Yeah. You know, and it's kind of one of those things after doing the uh, dry lint and everything. It's not like I haven't had anything to drink, obviously, since then, mm-hmm. uh, since Easter rolled around. But it is kind of one of those things where the idea of uh, just having beer around is no longer like a natural default starting point for me. Mm. You know, that's probably like one of those good things. Like if you want to cut out junk food, you get the junk food out of your house type of a thing. Yeah. 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 That's a big, big part of it. How about you, man? You had anything interesting? Um, No. <laughs> no. So like I. D- dramatic pie. <laughs> no. Uh, the one, the, the most interesting thing that I've had really is what did we have for the sports game? The, the sports game. Jeez. For that sports ball game. <laughs> sports ball game. <laughs> um, we had White Claws. That's what we had. And so, like, it was really funny. So my friend, uh, Larissa, who was over, like, I give her a hard time all the time because she puts sugar and cream in her coffee. And so we'll come, we'll have all this stuff over. And she comes over and I have the, the syrups from when we were uh, doing the pop-up. Yeah, like, yeah. They're probably well expired, but 
whatever. That's a good thing about sugar is that it doesn't actually it go bad. It doesn't really go bad, right? But they're on the counter, and so she knows, and so she goes in and gets a little pump of this, a little of that, dumps a little milk in there. And I always tease her. that would be like, just so you know, I'm judging you in my head right now, right? <laughs> and so I always tease her about that. And so I was telling her that, you know, I had the white claws. I was like, oh, I'll have one of these tonight. And she, she looks over at me, and she's like, I'm judging you in my head right now. <laughs> I, was, I was like, that's that's why we're friends. That's Fair why play. we're friends. <laughs> and I'm I'm torn on these seltzer things, man. Like they are not as bad as I thought they were gonna be. And the fact that they so like we've tried the whole light beer thing. Like when we were all keto, like mm-hmm. we were doing, you know, like Golden Archer and like Huss, they've all got these like low carb beers. And it's just one of those things where it's it seems stupid to do a low carb beer. I mean, there's some decent ones, but it's like, sure. you know what? Like beer is carbohydrate. It's made with grains. Like it, like it be the thing that you are. And then seltzer is kind of the thing that it is where it's what you want. It's like a little bit of alcohol, a little bit of fizz without the calories. And so you can, you don't have to like judge it with the same standards that sure. you would your craft beers. And then you don't have the calories. So I feel like because it's not a beer, like it gets much more grace for its flavors and, and things. Sure. And I think too, like it's kind of tying into what you were just saying, really. Like there's also just psychologically, when you pick up a seltzer, there's a level of flavor and stuff that you're expecting from it. Mm-hmm. And when you pick up a beer, even one that you know is light and low carb to try and be friendly to whatever diet you're on and all that. It's still a beer. And so your expectations are still built around right. beer. Right. And so I think, yeah, there's the mental aspect of anticipation that's a real thing too. Yeah, I think that's that's what it is for me. And so like uh the the it just kind of frees it up and then I'm like, I don't gotta feel bad about my calories and, and all that stuff. So so yeah. It's like I said, nothing to write home about, but I think that it's nice that we actually have something that we're not complaining about. That does right. the job of low calorie, low carb, low everything. And we can just, you can kind of just drink them forever if, as long as you can handle the fizz for the most part. Cause they're not, yeah. they're not overly strong. It's just, it's like carbonated water. If you drink them too much, too fast, you're going to be a balloon, you know, floating around. So, but anywho, so yeah, nothing, nothing interesting. So yeah, so I'm, I'm going on vacation in, in a little while. And so we're banking some episodes here, folks. So, the time between episodes is going to be a little shorter, so our beverage recommendations are probably going to be theoretical or a stretch, one of the two. Yeah. You know, there's so, a I, there's a decent chance maybe this weekend I'll go out and get myself a couple of nice things so that I've got one for our next recording and one for the one after that. But Treat yourself. I just, it's kind of one of those <laughs> things. Like Now that literally as I was setting up for the recording tonight, I was like, oh, he's definitely going to ask if I've had anything interesting. <laughs> Like clockwork. And I definitely have not. <laughs> so now that I now that I like I should have been able to anticipate that more than like thirty to forty minutes before we started recording. But I didn't. So now that I'm like actually aware of it, I can probably plan accordingly. Fair. There we go. All right. Let's let's jump into it because I'm I'm actually really interested to hear your thoughts on this because so we were talking yesterday or two days ago which is going to be a week from now stupid time (laughs) we were talking last episode about 
you know, time being the benefit uh, on prophecy, right? Like being able to judge it, you know, or the, the filter, whatever we want to say, like time. We benefited from having a long period of time. And so that correlated directly into something that I've kind of been dealing with. And just to draw the picture is, so I think we all have periods where we're going to doubt faith, right? Like I'm, I'm not going to sit here and be like, oh, I, I think I'm quitting faith. It's nothing like that. But like there's areas to where like I'm secure and areas I'm not secure. You know, like you get an atheist in here and they're going to be like, God's not real. I'll be like, I'm not worried about you in the least. Like that doesn't <laughs> shake me at all. Right. The one thing that kind of shakes me is time, really. And so like I was reading Jurassic Park. So Jurassic Park is like one of my favorite movies. Like it's a top movie. I love the first movie. And so I finally picked up the book and read it. And I love the freaking book. It's really well done. And that, But a lot of it is just talking about dinosaurs, right? From 100 million years ago, 150 million years ago, and how smart they were and all of these things. And that, that kind of like messes with me because it, it seems like, you know, like we're so small in our time period. Like if we, mm-hmm. if, if earth is, cause I don't know the science, right. And I don't know well enough to be, you know, I'm, I'm a creationist, but I, I'm also not like it, the earth is only 10 years old. You know, like I, I don't, I don't know the answers to that. I haven't spent the time working on it. So I, because I don't care much about that. Like, I'm just like, sure. that's too much for me. And so, uh, you know, when they start talking about these things, and I'm like, maybe we're so kind of small and limited in our view. Like, maybe velociraptors thought they were big deals back then. And then now they're not. And the Earth is 100, you know, and, and the Earth just kind of keeps going. And there's like these cycles of animals that come up and animals that go away. Animals that come up and animals that go away. And... The challenge for me is that I I feel like we're special, right? So like in my mind, I'm like, there's so many unique thoughts. There's so many unique people and interactions that this can't just be a dumb animal thing. Like I think humans are, are unique and special. And then I'll go out and look at humans and be like, they're a bunch of dumb animals, you know? And, and, and then you're like, Maybe the, you know, like, and then I'm comparing it to like the time in Jurassic Park, and I'm like, and I don't know, like, so the, I know I'm I'm ranting here, but like the story that that really like brought it to the head was, uh, we were at a a park, and there was a bounce house, right, and so my youngest one was in the bounce house, and kids are just when they get into a bounce house, they're in a frenzy. Yep. I mean, they they all reason is gone. The the only thought in their brain is bounce in the house <laughs> and then they go. And, and so my, my youngest is, is in there and she's kind of slipping and falling and she's basically just being trampled. I mean, the kid and I'm like the netting. I'm like yelling at these kids like, hey, there's a little one down there. Don't step on her head. Right. And of course, advice. somebody was like they looked up. And then continued to trample on her. And luckily, my friend Larissa, who I was talking to, she like reached in and grabbed. She was on the other side where there wasn't a net, reached through and pulled her out. But they were just going to like run them over. And I was like, that doesn't look like a reasonable, a reason based, a reasonable person that looked like a dumb animal situation that looked like Simba was going to be trampled by the wildebeest because they were in a frenzy and couldn't think. And I was like, well. That goes towards the animal side. Like there's votes like that went towards the animal column where like maybe we're just dumb animals 
that think we're special in this small period of time, but in the long period, it won't. So lots of crap I just threw out there, but like, that's what I'm working on. Well, and I think, so there is a lot to what you just said, though, that I think is totally relatable in that, yeah, that that's a pretty clear example. The kind of defense for it that someone could make if we were going to be lazy in the conversation is, oh, well, they're kids. They're still learning how to human. It's like, okay, fair enough. But I've seen no better behavior from adults. So let's not pretend that's the defining line. It's like we just came out of COVID, man. We saw some. (laughs) Yeah, no kidding. Just came out of COVID. Uh, Go ahead and watch the local news and see if you can make it through 15 minutes without some road rage incident. Where Wait for the next voting year. Yeah. yeah, Oh, my gosh. Yeah. (laughs) Are you kidding? We've got so many political ads running right now. How can you have any real faith in the rationality of human beings? Right. But at the same time, so like I don't want to rely on that kind of cop out answer. Oh, they're just kids. Well, because adults do the same thing. So, Mm -hmm. but I think there is to the broader question first, there is definitely some strong evidence that you're, you're right. That it's not just velociraptors once thought they were as cool as we think we are now. Um, For one thing, time actually kind of works in our favor on this one. Yeah, the dinosaurs were around for a lot longer, according to most scientific evidence that, much like you, I'm not an expert in, so I'm not looking to debate that point. Right. But based on what the people who are confident enough that they'll claim to know things have said, uh, dinosaurs were around a lot longer than we are, than we have been to this point. And yet, we don't have any kind of like written system we don't have right. like any evidence of like society among them on anything but the most rudimentary level. And so the fact that we have done these things and granted, you know, I guess if someone wanted to make the case, this is tough for me because it's hard for me not to play devil's advocate, even with my own arguments. <laughs> with, your, with your own self here. <laughs> ah, it's what I do, man. Like. It's exactly how the kids get out of having to learn things in the classroom. Just ask a question that'll force Mr. Enfield to argue with himself for a little bit and we'll be fine. Um, but like if someone wanted to like get really particular, it's like, well, okay, cool. We get to move the goalposts though. We're looking at the things we've accomplished and deciding those are the measures of society. So of course the dinosaurs don't make the cut. But I remain confident that the dinosaurs didn't have this discussion. Right. And so with that being the case, like, the uniqueness of us in creation, I think, is established. But at the same time, you're right to accurately notice that we do still have a lot of things in common with other creatures. Specifically, part of what makes humans unique is that to our knowledge in all of creation, we are God's only hybrid. You know, you've got mm-hmm. the angels mm-hmm. that are pure spirit, pure soul, and you've got the animals that are pure body and matter. Like they don't have intellect and will. They just have instinct. We have both. Now, the cool thing about that is that, you know, we've got both. Look at all of the things we can do. Because we have a body, we're able to, like, receive jesus christ we're able to physically communicate love as well ah but we also have this rational part of our brain that allows us to know think and love without purely relying on the body the way animals would have to Mm -hmm. so that's really awesome that we've got this incredible potential 
Right. Here's the damning thing about potential, though. Potential can go in any direction. Yeah. So just like we have the ability to think, reason, and know similarly to the angels. Not in the same way, but similarly. Cool. We're also then prone to, we're also capable of falling to all of the things that angels fell to. Those sins of the will and the intellect, the the pride, pride, the yeah. uh, desire, the, you know, all of these excesses born out of our intellect and our ability to think, choose, and want, all of those we're subject to. At the same time, because we have inherited from the animals, our, from what we share with the animals, this physical body, these physical needs and physical desires and these physical experiences, we are also, just like the animals, capable of being blinded by those. And so I thought that that was one of my favorite things about your description of the bounce house thing. Uh, second favorite to the fact that your daughter was removed before suffering any traumatic head injuries. <laughs> yes. yes. My second favorite part of the story is the way you were describing that idea of how they just get lost in the pleasure. Because you're right. That's what it is. It's not It's not an act of evil on their part they didn't see your daughter on the ground and be like ah you know what would be fun is to terrify this child and like possibly do physical damage right they were totally oblivious yeah and if something had actually happened none of them would have felt guilt because none of them would have known or assigned it to themselves because it would have been like a group thing that happened everybody would feel bad in the situation but nobody would be like, oh, yeah, I stepped on that kid's skull. It was me. You know, like. Well, I mean, they might have. But, like, again, the reality is if they were going to, it was going to happen outside of the moment. Like, if that recognition was going to happen, it was going to be because someone sat there and talked to them. Like, no, no, no. Saw you do this. No, you didn't mean it. But you did it anyway. Mm. Also, saw and heard her dad, like, trying to climb through the netting. To like get at you because you were close to doing that and right. you not noticing. So or somebody not teaching them how to human. It. Yeah. Exactly. And even even as adults, I think, you know, uh, when I was in seminary, one of the clear examples for me of having experienced this was I got into there was, you know, look, we're at seminary, so everyone's studying for the priesthood, discerning God's call. We've got a lot in common in our attempts to try and grow in holiness. We're also human beings, which means there were some people who we were just oil and water, mm-hmm. except for like also on fire and like contained in a small space, uh, nuclear warheads. Yeah, no. Um, <laughs> and so there was this kid who, and that's probably already me being demeaning. He was a little bit younger than me, but like. I he call was, everybody who's like a year younger than me kid uh, now. It's just, it is uh, what it he, is, man. Just he go. Was, he, and, but part of it is like the reason I'm sensitive to it is because in my head, the reason I'm calling him kid is because I do still think of him largely as a child. He's a priest somewhere now. Uh, and in my head, I still think of him as a child in part because of the way these arguments went. But like I said something. It was we were getting ready for the flag football game that happened between the oh, college yeah. side and the theology side. And I was the head coach. And I was getting on the guys at practice and I said something. I don't even remember what. And this kid, yeah, I'm doing it again. It's going to be there constantly because I can't call him by name just in case. (laughs) 
but he gives me this, well, actually. And I responded with a, well, actually, you can shut the hell up. <laughs> like, literally, I don't remember any of the rest of the conversation, but I remember <laughs> me saying that to him. Well, actually, you can shut the hell up because we're talking about football right now and you bringing like our metaphysics class into this to try and make a point not helpful or meaningful. <laughs> so I'm not sure why you're here. Um, again, even now as I'm saying it, like, wow, I was an ass. But at the time, I didn't realize that. At the time, it was like, look, I was in the middle of making a point to a group of people you interrupted to make an irrelevant point. And so in that moment, I felt anger and embarrassment. Mm-hmm. And all I was acting out of was anger and embarrassment. And no one else called me on it or anything like that because, well, a lot of them agreed with me. Doesn't actually make me right that they agreed with me. Right. And so it was one of those things that, like, as I was in my room working on something else later, I'm working on something completely unrelated. And all of a sudden, in my head, I'm seeing his face as he's reacting to what I said to me, like, just heartlessly stomping him. And he was a new man, and I'm getting ready to graduate from the college. Like, there was... There were a series of gaps in kind of like our station and our establishment at the school at this mm-hmm. point. And I was like, oh. And worst of all, he, like what he said was actually true. Mm-hmm. Like it didn't particularly matter at the time, but he was right. Right. And that's where my embarrassment came in. The anger was at being interrupted with the uh, actually the embarrassment was having to acknowledge I didn't actually have a logical response to what he was saying. And so I just belittled him. And so like outside of the moment where I can get some distance from it, then I'm able to come to the realization. Yeah. Okay. And that's where I'm able to later that evening when we're doing some social stuff, I'm able to go up to him and be like, Hey, I got to tell you, man, like I owe you an apology. I want to be very clear on what I'm apologizing for. <laughs> I don't apologize for calling you out on that being a completely irrelevant, like just attempt to win a point in an argument mm-hmm. from you that I don't apologize for. Like realistically, but regardless, cause I'm trying really hard not to demand an apology from him at the time. Because that just totally cheapens all of the rest mm-hmm. of my realizations. But, like, mm-hmm. but at the same time, you were right. You had a point. And I don't know that short of punching you in the face, I could have responded worse to it than I did. And so I'm sorry. Like, I was in the wrong. And I apologize. And I hope you can forgive me for it. And he did. And we moved on and got into, like, 35 other arguments for the three months that we knew each other. Um <laughs> But like at the same time, it, it that's where that's where the potential swings in both directions, though. Yeah. And that's kind of crazy. Like you, you, when you say it, like you really do have like we have the possibility for the best of both, but we don't really consider the fact that we also have the possibility for the worst of both. And so like you really do see the sliding scale between like the highest reason and the lowest animal instincts. And 
you know, I don't know. I, th- I feel like maybe and this is something that I've been noticing recently is that like, I feel like culture society is like pushing us closer to the animal and further from the reason. And that is also kind of impacting my, my perceptions of these things because we're, we're no longer having reasonable discussions. We're having uh, uh, animalistic discussions, you know, on like the use of the human body and things like that. And you're like, man, uh, like we're way down here now. Like we have, we've, we're on a race to the bottom. It seems like to the bottom of our animal instinct away from reason. Yeah. And I, I think there's a lot of truth to that. Like that's unfortunately what we have. And I think at the risk of starting us on another topic that is definitely mm-hmm. multiple podcasts worth of material to try and get done with a, a right. little bit of time that we've got left here. Like I think that, this is kind of a natural result to a certain extent of our um, our insistence on weirdly it's our over insistence on reason that I think has led us to this point where we've kind of lost sight of reason because and, and here's what I mean yes by saying that everything has to be you know, Purely, we can't rely on revelation. We can't rely on faith in any of our conversations. We've gotten rid of those starting points. Okay. And so we're relying entirely on reason as the sole tool by which to evaluate our sense perceptions. That's kind of like moving purely to empirical. Like you, you, yeah, you don't have anything past that. Like where they kind of like move pat where they kind of want to discount reason for the purely empirical, you know, type of a thing. So like you have, you run into the same problems and and it is, it's born out of this and it, those problems arise for the fundamental reason that you're attempting to measure the tool with the tool. Mm -hmm. Like if you wanted to know whether your 12 inch ruler was actually exactly that foot long that it needed to be, and you decided to check it, by looking at how long the ruler said it was, you would find yourself with a meaningless measurement. Like the ruler can't actually measure itself. And so when we try and use reason to understand what reason is and what it's capable of, when we've separated the idea of reason as one of those um, evidences of us being made in the image and likeness of God, And so our reason is accurate so long as it aligns with what we know of the one who created and gave us that reason. If we've got that standard there, we can keep it rooted in something. If not, then what ends up happening is every time someone makes a claim that seems at the time reasonable. Eventually, though, someone's going to be like, well, but wait, how do you know? Mm Mm-hmm. And we don't have anything else we can appeal to on the intellectual side. So instead, going back to what you said, we go to the empirical. Like, well, we can measure this. Okay, cool. So now we've said only the things we can measure, only the things we can observe, only the things that we can have in common with the beasts are certain and real. Yeah, that's interesting. Um, 
because it makes me think of some things that we talked about recently. And so reason ordered towards God would drive us towards God. But if you remove God, then we're going to continue to try to fill that that gap with something else. And then reason is going to drive in that order. It's going to drive towards that thing, which is why the importance of revelation and being ordered towards God so that your reason is driving you in the right direction and not driving you to the bottom of your animal. And you're driving closer to the union of, of what we are. And I think that that word union there is kind of something that is been throwing me too, because I don't feel like we have a good sense of union anymore. And I say we, I guess I'm talking more about society and culture because like, I know we have theology of the body and we have, sure. like we know in the textbook and we have it. Yes. Okay. And so we can rely on that. But when it comes down to us in our daily lives and the, the crap that we're getting, that we're listening to and reading to from the news, we don't have a sense of, of union. We have a, almost like an arrogant sense of separation mm-hmm. that, that humanity is elevated and, and scientific discovery is almost bolstering that arrogance. You know, like the more we discover, the more we achieve, the more we say, Oh, we are not held to the same requirements. Like we are above nature mm-hmm. type of a thing. And I, and I feel like, the fact that we're almost that we're like trying to separate ourselves from nature as we move into more industry, more big city versus rural living, and we're we're moving away from our food, away from from nature itself. We're generating this source of like arrogance, and then the idea that you are still a creature and that you have, you know, a lot in common with animals. It. it that kind of like I'm supposed to be better than an animal, but then I, you know, lose my brain in a bounce house and trample. So, you know, like, yeah. like I, but I still have these things. So that's still part of me. And then I'm surprised when I find out that it's still part of me because I'm, I'm arrogantly believing that I'm, I'm higher than the animals. Yeah. And honestly, like going back to empiricism and all of these kinds of things, like that's what you see is this idea of like, ah, uh, man, Shoot, I'm drawing a blank on which one it was, but I think it was Sir Francis Bacon who like literally said that the goal of man and science was to put nature on the rack. Like the idea of like science's job was to torment and torture and force nature to give up its secrets that man might better (laughs) control it. Like this mindset is very real. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it. And weirdly, though, so is its polar opposite, this idea that, oh, you know what, we're just, we're actually just slightly smarter apes. And so we should totally just give in to our instincts and we shouldn't think about right. these concepts of right and wrong. That's just, that's a weird thing in our evolution that's caused us to break away from our natural state as animals. Right. And so like both this idea of us ruling nature and our nature ruling us both of these are equally based in having lost sight of the true harmony, the true union that we're supposed to accomplish, which to me is kind of where I would go with the the life lesson on this one is the idea that, you know, like we were just saying, if you're not rooting your reason and your understanding in the cre- in the image and likeness that we're created in, you know, our, our bodies are not opposed to our souls. Our souls are not opposed right. to our bodies. Right. They are designed to work in harmony. Mm-hmm. 
we have failed to do that partially because Mm. of sin like we're not totally fully capable of doing it but that is still the goal and it's still what we're created for and so in our thought processes in our actions that's what we've got to be seeking how do i not shun my bodily desires and my Mm -hmm. instincts but how do i direct them not how do i turn off my will and my desire but how can my body shape them and point them to where they ought to be going. I like that. And yeah, I think my life lesson is kind of like the prerequisite to that, which is, you know, if you experience something that puts you on your heels, you know, like don't run away from it. Like ask why, like why? And it's bugged me for a while. Cause like, I remember I had an astronomy class in college and, you know, like uh, similarly to the length of time, the size of the universe you know, and this thing where anything that challenges this sense of arrogance that I have as a human just rocks me. And I'm like, why does this make me feel so uncertain? Because, you know, like, why does the size of the universe make me uncertain? Why does the length of time of a planet make me feel uncertain? And and then digging into those things or having a conversation about them, I, you can kind of see like, OK, well, you're you're starting to realize that you we have these separations, these things were not in harmony with the way that it's supposed we're disordered, right? And then you can start to bring the order back into place and and you'll find that harmony and you can find that you're not threatened by the size of the universe because God is still bigger, you know? Like yep. and and is there aliens? I don't know, who cares? You know, like <laughs> Exactly. That's fine. You know, there's lots of things out there. Um because we're ordered properly and we can move forward in that in confidence. And so I, I think, um, like you said, like don't run away from the, or what I said was don't run away from those, those things that make you feel uncertain. And then like you said, go, go into it and find out why and find that harmony in that order so that we can move forward in confidence, I think is yeah, big. And, and having that anchor point of like what you just said, the size of time and the size of the universe shouldn't be a concern for us because they were still created by God. He's still bigger. Mm -hmm. The anchor to which we are fastened is bigger than them and cannot be consumed by them. Right. So with that confidence, we Mm. don't have to be scared when we're knocked on our heels. It's like, okay, cool. I know who's going to catch me. I love that. I like that. And something that has been along since the dinosaurs was the coffee bean. Actually, I don't. I don't know that. I know it, it wasn't discovered until Ethiopia. Just roll like with it. Just roll with it. Fourteen hundred. So like that's why the raptors were so crazy, man. They're eating some coffee and freaking out, and then just like <sighs> cutting everybody up with those toenails. Um. So anyway, that's <laughs> we sell raptor juice. <laughs> if you would like to support these meaningful conversations, log on to the website, buy some raptor juice, cut some people up with toenails. Don't okay. do that. that. I don't know. Okay. Yeah, I fell off the wagon there. Okay. But anyway, we would love <laughs> to make you some fresh coffee. So get on that website. Let us know. We're going to have to at some point make like a super concentrated version of our coffee. <laughs> call it Raptor and, like, Juice. Just call it Raptor Juice. <laughs> I love it, actually. The, the, the label is going to be disgusting with the like super long toenail, though. Like that's going to be a problem. From a marketing perspective, I see this going bad. <laughs> it should be like a gross human foot, too. That's, that's exactly what I was picturing in my head, which is why I think it's going to be a huge – our sales are going to be like through the floor. Uh, oh, I love it. All right, all right. Man, you got anything else on your brain? No, just raptor juice and 
it's gonna, that's gonna be it's gonna point. be a hard one to get out that's for yeah, sure it's, it's gonna be sticking gonna around be for a little while be in the brain for a bit all right everybody with that we will say adieu Hey everyone, thanks again for listening to another Inkledoo podcast. We hope you really enjoyed it. We really enjoyed making it. If you did enjoy it, please do us a favor and make sure to share it on all your own social media so that other people can find us and enjoy us as well. 